Welcome to Energy Matters in the Classroom with Robin Berlinski. This is the show that highlights and celebrates the kinetic and potential energy in classrooms across the globe and why it matters. We're heard nationally on your favorite podcast sites, where you'll also find a library of all of our shows. And if you happen to live in Charleston, South Carolina, we're heard Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock on the iconic 1250 WTMA with the invaluable assistance of John Quincy. And here she is, a force of nature, Robin Berlinski. Thank you, Ron. Hello, Robin. We've got (laughs) some business to attend to before we jump in, so please help us out. So if you love this show, and we know you do, follow my podcast, Energy Matters, in the classroom with Robin Berlinski, and share with teachers, parents, and nonprofit leaders. You can follow me on social media, Instagram, Robin underscore Berlinski, or Facebook, The Learning Ring. We have more fun giveaways and offers coming up. And as always, you can send a question or contact me at Robin at TheLearningRing.com. Well, since the beginning of this uh, initiative that I've been proud to be a part of, I have never met more people with higher energy levels. I didn't know there were so many in this community. (laughs) But here's another one. Kathleen Smith is the founder of Morph Mom. I love that name. A multimedia platform dedicated. Is that her coughing? Uh, dedicated to, she's so excited about the introduction. Let me start again. Kathleen Smith is the founder of Morph Mom, a multimedia platform dedicated to educating, inspiring, empowering, and connecting women to help them discover their next step. It's a resource for women trying to decide what to do tomorrow, next week, or next year. So that makes me the perfect announcer to uh, introduce that segment. (laughs) But Kathleen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor um, and I just so adore what you are all doing. And thank you. It's just, as I said, it's a privilege. Well, Kathleen, I'm going to just kudos to you because we met really only about two months ago. And we <laughs> met because I live in Charleston and we're going to get into what you do, but you were you were ready to launch a pop-up here in Charleston. And so my son connected us because I live here and we set up kind of like a blind date, a blind phone call. And the first sentence out of your mouth, I felt your energy. Like I literally, I was driving home from a rural site where we were hosting a summer camp. I was tired. It was the end of the day. We get on this call and the whole car filled with your energy. And I thought, oh my gosh, whatever this woman (laughs) is doing, I am all in. And so there you are and here we are. And I'm so excited for our listeners to hear your story because so much of this is about education, but so much is about energy. So I want our listeners to hear your story. Um, Where did you start and how did it move forward and where are you now? A lot to discuss in a very short time. Well, and I have to start by saying, Robin, that energy is fed entirely on the generosity of women like yourself and all these other women, and I'll explain my story, who just jump at the chance to share their stories to help others. So my energy comes from almost this childish just jubilation that there are just incredible women like yourself out there who just want to support and empower and help others at the drop of a hat. So that's where it comes from. So thank you for allowing me. Um, So basically, and I'll try and go quickly with my story. Um, I, a a former uh, prosecutor, a juvenile prosecutor, and I loved what I did and it was a rehabilitative and we worked with the kids and the teens and trying to help them figure out 
you know, how to get them on a better path and all working together. I loved my job. Absolutely loved it. Um, but it was getting a little bit dangerous. I'd already had one child. I had another on the way. And, you know, was, I thought, I have to step back for a minute. I have to deal with my, my children right now. And then with every intention of going back. And, you know, it was going to be in six months. Well, six months, another child, <laughs> a year, five years, a decade later, I can't really go back. And for a number of reasons, I think they weren't jumping to have me back. Also, <laughs> but I also realized I had sort of dropped the ball on continuing legal education classes every year. And as others know out there, and if you if they pile up, I mean, it's tough to get back in. And, and on top of it, I also had these three kids at home. And I needed more flexibility because I was taking care of them at the same time. So you kind of go down that rabbit hole. And I'm not sure if anyone out there has felt this, but where I need to do something. I just don't know what to do or how to do it or who I am anymore. Wh- where, what role am I other than, you know, taking care of these kids right now? I'm not sure what I can even do. So I went down that rabbit hole, as I said, for a little bit. And then I pulled myself back up and I said, wait a minute. All these women out there have figured this out. They have found their next steps. So my job is going to be, I'm going to find these women, I'm going to interview these women, and I'm going to create a platform, a library of sorts, where women like feeling like I do right now can go, see what's out there, see how they did it, see what worked, what didn't work, and have an actual connection at this point in their life. And never have to feel like this again, because there are so many women out there who've done it and figured it out, and I am sure, you know, want to share that. So that's how Morph Mom started. Now, Morph Mom is a bit of a misnomer and has morphed in and of itself, the name, because originally it was women going back to work, like that's the position that I was in. But I traveled the country for two years and I started interviewing anyone I could that would speak to me. And many times I would get a call saying, I'm not a mom, but my story's going to help. Or I'm a mom, but I never left work, but my story's going to help. Or my story has nothing to do with work per se, but I had to deal with a tragedy or I had to pivot in life where I did not expect I would have to do or something happened that I never thought was going to come up, but I had to figure it out and that became my next step. So Morph Mom in and of itself has morphed into sharing women's stories, whatever they may be, whatever next step they took to help others navigate, figure out, understand their next steps. And it's all through the power of story and through the power of connection. So that's basically the overview of Morph Mom. And I hope that sort of made sense. Oh, it's it's perfect. You told that so perfectly. That night when we were all together, I knew two or three people in the room. And by the end of the night, I felt like I was in a room with family and my best friends because the way you present this opportunity for these women to gather is that we're all there and that we share common experiences and let's open up. Let's take this time that so many of us have so little of and let's dive right in. And it wasn't small talk. It wasn't something to go to that I had to do. It was incredible. And I have to tell you from that, we've had people on the show that I met there. I've connected with people. I've shared information, connected others like the, the, it just keeps going out in concentric circles, the impact that one night had. Oh, I so appreciate you saying that. And again, when you say the energy, that's what feeds my energy to keep going and going and going. And it's not easy, but it's just like you said, it's this connection 
of women all in the same place. We, we, and sometimes it's not your best friends that are in the situation that you're in. And that's fine. But in this group, in this Morph Mom community, it really is a group of women who want you to do the best that you can do and want to help you get there. And they want, it's all about helping. And another big thing that we share a lot of, and what I really love in this world is social media and everything is perfect, which makes it so much harder, is we're very open and vulnerable. And I so, again, appreciate your story and everybody's story with sharing vulnerabilities because I think that connects us more than anything. When you say, you know, I did it, but it was tough, and this is what I had to encounter, and sometimes it didn't go well, that's so much more relatable than I, (laughs) here I am, and it all worked. And I also think it inspires others to say, I'm having a difficult time, but she did too, and she did it, so I think I I can handle this. So I very much appreciate that part of it, just the honesty, the openness, and the willing to say it's not always perfect, but the imperfectly perfect sometimes works. So Kathleen, when you first came up with this idea, was it, was it springboarded? I don't know if that's the right word. Did you go to the internet and search for this kind of feedback, this kind of help, and it wasn't there? And you said, well, I need to do this myself, and the rest is history. How did that come about? It's exactly what she said. I would sit at night, 3 o'clock in the morning, up thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I would type in, how do I? Or what do I? Or who am I? And how do you take your next step? And, you know, hundreds of thousands of things would pop up. But it was all very, you can do it. You can do it. But I said, I I want steps. I want to be able to look at something, be inspired by it, then have actual steps. So when I get up tomorrow morning, I have steps that I can take. Because I need as much encouragement and to make this as easy as it can be. Because it's so hard where I am right now. So it's great that people are sharing sort of positive, you can do it, you can do it. But I needed to know how and who and who could I talk to. So that's what it was. It was I needed something more than I could find. So I had to create what was missing. And many times when I interview Morph Moms and over the past decade, usually what they've created was something that was missing, that invisible thing on the shelf that they knew needed to be there and just needed a little bit of encouragement to figure out how to get it there. So that's exactly what happened. That's how I started. And I, I, I bought, to be honest, the, the physical steps were, I bought a video camera that I really didn't know how to work. I bought a tripod to this day that still has a tag on it. I still can't quite figure out to work. And I bought a ticket to California because many times, as others understand, you know, the imposter syndrome, they're never going to take me seriously. They're, they're not going to understand what I'm doing. So I live in New Jersey and I flew across the country <laughs> to start this because as excited as I was, I was still scared that, the ne- you know, someone's negativity or someone might, might not believe what I was doing might slow me down. So I needed to start fresh and just give this a shot where it was going to work or it wasn't going to work, but I was going to put everything I had into it. So that's really on a wing and a prayer, literally. <laughs> so wait, you went to and California to like say you're in California? What? What was that? No, I went to California because I no one here would know. So I didn't really share what I was doing at first locally. I sort of wanted to see what would happen. I was afraid of people looking at me saying, that's not you. Who do you think you are? You can't start this website and this thing. So I thought if I went somewhere where nobody really Really, knew me. Really far away. Because you know, you could have gone to Pennsylvania. That would have been a quicker (laughs) drive. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I want to say... Yeah, so... a lot of the times on the show, I know I just interrupted you, but we, we identify superpowers 
And I have to say, you already know this, but your superpower is implementation. Because when we had that conversation, when I was in the car and you told me what you were about to pull off, which is a like four or five day pop-up event with tons of women. And then it was like the end of January and I asked when, and you told me like February something. And I was like, February 20 next year. And you were like, no, in two weeks. I mean, what? You literally pulled off an amazing feat in little time. So in case you were wondering what your superpower is, it's implementation. You're so kind. And it's funny you say this. As we were speaking, I was working on the next event that's going to be in Boston in three weeks. I'm in the same boat right now. I love it. Today. I love Um, it. I have to say, though, I can't take credit for it. It's really, it's, I would say I'm not, I'm I'm okay with failing. I, I get it. Like, it's okay. As long as I give it a shot, I can forgive myself if it failed. But really, the superpower are the morph moms. It's you. It's all the women out there who say yes. When I call, and even before I finish the sentence, as I did with you, Robin, and they say, yep, we want to do it. And it's all, the superpower I can't take credit for. It's maybe just being able to find incredible women who are willing to share their stories and help any way they can. And that's exactly you, as I said. So are these and, stories archived somewhere? Like, how can listeners get involved right now and find you and find the stories and go to one of these events? Sure. So I have a website, which is morphmom.com. And um, a lot of the stories are there. A lot of the so I'll back up a little bit quickly. So I used to, over the 10 years, I've spent, I've used every platform I could to share women's stories. So I had a radio show for a long time. I have a podcast on, but I, I don't, I haven't really kept up with it. Um, I had a, uh, I used to write for the Huffington Post and I used to do conferences. And when COVID hit, we were really stuck. We thought, how are we going to keep telling these stories? Because they're even more important right now. Women need the confidence and the support. So we switched to a, a show, an online show called The Happier Hour. And that was on Zoom. And now we do it on Instagram Live. And it was on a local TV show. And those are archived on my website, on morphmom.com. And we have since morphed again from Zoom to this Instagram Live, which is on my Instagram. And every show is is archived on my Instagram, which is at Morph Mom. So you can watch any of the shows from anybody there or on the website. Um, so those are just the shows. And then the event that's coming up in Boston, which is going to be May 3rd and 4th, very soon. Of course. Um, of course. Of that it's in a couple weeks. Is on. <laughs> all of that is on the website and will be on my Instagram and Facebook also, all the information. But yeah, you can, you can find all the interviews on both. Great. And if anyone's listening on the radio, I will put all these in the podcast notes for this show so that listeners can find you. So I'm curious. I really uh, appreciate that. Thank you. Let me ask you this, Kathleen. I'm sure there have been a few of the hundreds, if not thousands, of testimonials from thankful people involved in this. What are some of the testimonials you've gotten that really either got your attention or took your breath away or made you emotional? There's got to be a few of them. Do you mean the stories themselves or the people who have come... Um, sort of the people who have come to attend the events and, and been affected. Well, really both, because obviously your planning uh, with the right guest is going to get that requisite response. But I'd love to hear both sides of that. I can tell you most recently in Charleston, it, as far as someone who came to the event was affected by it, um, and she came up to me and she had tears in her eyes because the stories are just incredible. Every single story is incredible. And I have to say that every single interview I've left with a tear in my eye and my, you know, my heart has grown a little bit more 
because it's just incredible. But a reaction that I heard that really did, and, and again, give me the energy, the energy to keep doing interiors. And she said, you know, I came with, for my friend and I didn't really know what this was, but it, I came for her. She said, but I stayed for myself. So thank you. And she started to cry. And I thought, oh, okay, that's why I'm doing this. So that was one of, that really hit deep and now just really, really, really encourages me to keep doing this and keep doing this because if I help one person, it's worth it. I mean, the stories over the years have just been so, so incredible. Um, but, it, and even I can say most recently from Charles, you mentioned Emily Mingledorf, her, her story is incredible. And I, I, your listeners may already know her story. I'm not sure, Robin, would people know Emily's story? She was on the show. Yes, we um, we did share. She shared her story, which is incredible. Um, I want to bring up one thing that you're reminding me of is that the imposter syndrome you were talking about when you flew to California, that was a really common thread throughout the night I attended is the feedback I heard as as a guest of the event and a presenter was I now understand that I'm not alone in this and that when I can't sleep at night and I'm beating myself up that who am I to do this? I'm not an expert. No one cares. No one's going to listen. I'm going to fail. They realize they have others. I mean, everyone really goes through that and it gives them this great comfort that we're all in this together and this, there's no feeling they're having that is unique to them. And like you said, they see other people powering through and or succeeding and they feel just that camaraderie um, that you might not get in your group of friends who might not be going through those same things. So that's the feedback I heard that night. And I was really grateful for that. And it allows us and for everybody, right? It gives you a chance to forgive yourself. Like it's okay. And, and I think our biggest lesson is to teaching others that if you don't try, you're never going to know. And the failure, I think when we were all younger, failure was just mortifying. Like you were in a lane, you stayed in that lane and you, you didn't. And now I think the older we get, the more understanding we are of the fact that failure is literally just a lesson. And it's, it, the lesson is you do it differently, you try something else, or you gave it a shot. And I think it's so incredible and empowering and freeing to and understand it that way. What were you like in school? I picture you that student that in like group work, you're like, give it to me, I'll just do it. Like you guys are slow, like you're taking, you're taking too much time. Let me take this project home and I'll have it done by tomorrow morning. What were you like as a student? The opposite. <laughs> I would try and be helpful. But I would get a little distracted. I'm not sure I was the one everyone wanted in the study group. Um, For example, um, when I was in, we were talking about like teachers who have influenced your life. So I mentioned I was a lawyer in a previous life and I mentioned I absolutely loved what I did. I I did not want to go to law school. I did not know what I was doing or who I was back then. And I was just having fun and ended up going to law school. And again, with this imposter syndrome really hit me oddly back then everyone was so, you know, it's very competitive and I didn't belong there. What was I doing? And I think to a certain extent, I may have self-sabotaged myself, like thinking, I don't belong here. I'm just going to go out and not worry about stunning because what's the point? And that's what I did. And I did terribly in my first year of school, terribly. And um, two things happened, actually. They were very kind to me and they said, you need to get your act together. <laughs> yes, I understand that. Um, but maybe clinicals would help. Maybe the classroom's not your best your best spot and I said well clearly my GPA is showing you that and proving that and so I ended up teaching at a prison at Lorton down in um, Virginia 
and it was it changed my life. It was the best thing I've ever done ever in my life. Everything about it, and just understanding what I loved and to do, and how you could help people. And so that one teacher definitely changed the course of my life. And I came back, and I knew what I wanted to do. I, I it was. I, it was absolutely life changing, and all, and I became a little bit more serious. And I'm not sure they were still inviting me into their study groups, but, but my grades were getting a lot better definitely after that. I don't want to lose sight so that, of something. That was life changing. Yeah, I don't want to lose sight of something here, which is incredible in its own way. So it's one thing having a great idea. You came up with it, let's say three o'clock one morning, but then you had to get into the world of social media and marketing and build this thing. Did you have that experience or did you have somebody around you that taught you or did you just learn by the seat of your pants? No experience whatsoever. Continually still learning by the seat of my pants and not doing well. When you say that, that I love, I can get the people and I can get the platform. As far as the marketing and the social media, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm doing, I'm doing the best that I can. I'm absolutely terrible at it. And so it's funny in all of our conferences where we say, find the person that can help you with that or, and I, you know, teacher, teach thyself. I should, I wish I could figure that part out, which is why I end up in the boat of having an event two or three weeks away and still trying to figure out how to get the word out and market it. But, um, so no, I, I, I taught myself all of it. I taught myself how to do the website. I taught myself how to do the social. I mean, I'm not very good at it, but it's all, sort of self-taught and lots of prayers. Okay, but so for day. anybody out um, there who's who's questioning their ability to do something like this, here's someone else who figured it out on their own and made a great success out of it. And, and anyone can reach out to me. And I, again, I'm not great at it, but I'll tell anybody how I did it or if I could help them in any way, or I can point you to someone who can help you because that's the beauty of this. But really it was a lot of trial and error and just, you know, what I rely mostly upon, I realize, too, they say recognize your strengths and recognize your weaknesses. And I have a lot of weaknesses at <laughs> time. But one good thing is I do reach out to the women who help, who, such as Robin or Emily, who spoke at the, will speak at the events. And I, I say, look, this is what, be very honest about. I'm not good at this part. Can you help me? And I think that's another thing, being willing to expose yourself and say, I need help with this. I'm trying to get this my idea off the ground. I know it's a good idea. I know it's a great idea. I don't have all the parts I need. And I think showing that and asking for help is hugely important, hugely invaluable. And you just have to sort of bite the bolt and say, you have to admit where you need help, but, and then allow yourself to shine of where you don't. And that's think, really, and that's a lot of how I do it. That's the beauty of you. And that's the magic of your energy is you are not perfect and you admit it. And we gravitate towards you because we are like you and you show that it can be done. And I love that. Oh, thank you for saying that. But again, and you know, I'll repeat it forever. It's, it's only done because of supportive women around me. That's the only way this happens. And, and I'm just forever grateful. I, I love every day of it. I love every minute of it. And I screw up every single day. <laughs> I make a mistake. Every single day I make a mistake. But the way I get myself back up is I say, yes, I've made this mistake, but the bigger message, the bigger picture has to get out there. So I, I have to just, I have to forgive it, figure it out and admit to it. I think too, is the other thing I do. A lot. You know, like you were saying, I think as long as you're honest about it, people understand and are forgiving of you as well for the mistakes. 
Let me ask you to wave a magic wand and your initiative as you have it right now. What's still left to do? What's still left to design, plug in? Maybe you're not quite ready for that challenge yet. But again, wave that magic wand. Where do you take this to that next level? So I started this thing now. It's called Morph I'm On The Move. So post-COVID, I didn't go back to the big conferences here. We now do small groups and it's about 50 women. And my dream so I've now we've been to Asheville, to Charleston, we're going to Boston. So I would love four times a year to visit different cities around the country, continuing with this effort of bringing women together, exactly what I'm doing, two days or three days, getting in as much as I can, getting out as much as I can. And I would love when I leave each city, and I've started to do it, but to really build this, to leave a morph mom community in each city with an ambassador, and we're going to call them constellations because everybody's a star so every morph mom constellation in every city will have an ambassador so we will continually have that support so when i leave you still have and as robin said i'm so thrilled you said that you still have a group of women to speak to that can help you and if you need help in any of these areas you have a group built in but that's the local group my dream is now sort of a spider web around the country so not only do you have access to your local morph mom group but you can access any group around the country as well. And it's all, again, with these similar ideas of maybe you're starting a business or maybe you need help with marketing or writing a book or volunteer work, but it goes beyond that. Because before when I say those next steps could be maybe dealing with a child or whatever it is, you have access to women all over the country. And whatever you're going through, whatever that next step may be, you now have an actual physical group that you can reach out to about yourself, maybe about your kids, about your parents, but you have a group of supportive women around the country in these pods that get it. And, are, and you can reach out to them for whatever it is. Count me in. I'm in. I'm all in. <laughs> whatever that is, I'm Thank following you. you, sister. You don't have a choice, Robin. You're now my, <laughs> one of my best buds. You suck. <laughs> See, I love this energy. So that, I, that's my dream. Yeah, I know Robin fairly well. And I, I can't imagine Robin needing any help. She's always the one who's giving assistance. And I, I've been fascinated that you actually can talk to a group of like-minded people and figure things out and walk out of there a better person. That's I'm pretty a cool. lifelong learner, Ron. Yeah. Well, I hate to say it, uh, we're not almost or quite there yet, but we have about a minute for you to wrap things up and give us a plug one more time, Kathleen. And uh, gosh, I mean, this is what happens. Great guests and the show and flies we need by. an hour. Kathleen, tell our listeners how they can find you. Oh, and again, you guys, both of you, thank you so much for what you do and what you provide to everybody every single day and the inspiration that you give. And again, you feed our energy. Um, basically, I'm at Morph Mom on Instagram and Facebook. And you can go to morphmom.com online, which is M-O-R-P-H-M-O-M. And I'd love for anybody who knows anyone in Boston to reach out and help me spread the word. Boston will be March 3rd and 4th. And every week we do a, a nightly, on Wednesday nights, we do an Instagram live and share stories. If you'd like to share your story, reach out to me, um, morphmom at um, Actually, you can just DM me on Instagram and I can get back to you that way. Um, but I would just love any stories, anything that I can share to help anybody. Please, please, please share it with me. And thank you so much for even allowing me the opportunity to share what we do. Thank you, Kathleen. You've been listening to Energy Matters in the Classroom with Robin Berlinski. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love your feedback at thelearningring.com where you can also reach out to Robin with questions or comments and even chances to win prizes. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.